Hello, beautiful friends. It's been a little while. I hope you can forgive my absence. And just to let you know, I'm still dog-sitting, and the dogs are out, so if you hear them, um, just take it as (laughs) a dose of some animal medicine and... um, they're good dogs. They're really good dogs. And um, they just love to be affectionate and play. Um, and I'm sitting here in the hammock swing watching them. But I wanted to record. I recorded a lot this morning already. It's um, around 8.30. Done a lot of talking out loud with or without recording getting clear about things. I forgot to bring my journal and it's forcing me to either record or at least vocally process so that it's my thoughts are somehow getting out in a way that is tangible, whether it's writing or speaking. It's really clearing. It's really clearing to talk out loud doesn't matter to me. Actually, it's kind of comforting when I talk out loud to myself because then I can hear my voice coming back to me and it's all my energy, so I'm not relying on someone else as a filter, you know, to mirror back to me through the filter. So it's almost like a cleaner feedback. Um, But there's a story that I would like to share with you. Um... This isn't the kind of story that I would share with many people. (laughs) And now I'm going to (laughs) share one here. Spirit's been really encouraging me to be my full, true, authentic self. And the more I think about doing that and sharing things that I only share with very few people, um, it's kind of terrifying to be honest um, and amusing at the same time I think I I flow back and forth between giggling with glee when you know I know I'm being judged just because I see the filter I see the, the thought transmissions happening and it not resonating with the actual meaning of what I was saying or the experience. But I can see that person's reality and how it it perceives what I said or perceives the experience. And um, it's not always abundantly clear to me, but when it is, um, a lot of times I'll laugh and I, I know it comes off as extremely insensitive. And it's not malicious at all. Um, When I laugh at these strange um, interactions, it's not because I'm uncomfortable, because I will laugh sometimes when I'm uncomfortable, but you'll know because I'll have just this bubbly Buddha laugh. And it's unstoppable. Like, I can't not (laughs) um, have this Buddha laugh. which is why I love the um, the cosmic giggle because it kind of gave me permission to allow because I couldn't control it anyway. This 
bubbling up of sparkly energy and this Buddha laugh and it feels like it just opens me up with light um, because I feel like I'm I'm seeing a greater reality that I didn't see before and when that happens I'm so full of this light um, and I when you see something for the first time I mean I, I just I, I laugh I can't help it um, and a lot of my close good friends know this um, and are beautiful and give me permission to do that and they you know they understand and they don't take it personally when we're um, going back and forth and they might be telling me about something that I either completely understand or are actually finally seeing for the first time and I will just laugh um, and then maybe I'll cry with them or maybe we'll talk but um, I think that's another way I, I often get misunderstood. Um, and it's funny because it doesn't typically bother me. If, if, I, if I feel like I've hurt someone unintentionally, then yes, that will bother me and I will have to, you know, let them know. Um, but that's why I try to I think it, I think it helps to talk about it so that people understand that it's not about me being a dick or um, laughing at someone's experience. It's not laughing at. It's literally I'm surging and bubbling up with this light and this energy that's moving through me, flowing through me, and that's my natural response to that, that energy. So it actually has a lot less to do with them and everything to do with what I'm experiencing, and I... I'm just truthful and honest, and I am honest about the fact that I can't control it. It just comes through me of just this bliss, this glee, this joy, this sight, this feeling. It's a feeling of clarity and um, just this point of being. But I don't know. I guess I needed to explain that today, either to you or to myself or both. Um, so with that preface, let's get into this story. Now, I won't be able to divulge all of the secrets to the story just because some of these details I, I don't feel comfortable sharing because they're not mine to tell. And I want to honor those individuals and their stories because they're sacred. And I would never want to presume to tell their story. What I will say um, is enough of the story from my perception of experiences. And I think spirit is urging me or nudging me to share it for a number of reasons. One, I think... It might help bring greater understanding to myself to speak the story again out loud, not just to close friends, but to share, share this, um, because it might be helpful for you, um, or it might trigger something, or it might unlock something, or it might just get you to think um, about things maybe that have happened in your life. Um, my hope is that this impacts you in a positive way, whether you agree or disagree, believe or don't believe. I don't 
particularly um, have a hope for any of those, but I do have a wish and intention that um, the story would somehow give you something back, something positive, even if it's just an understanding. Um, But also I think it's extremely helpful for me because stepping out more and sharing these stories is scary for me. It's vulnerable. Um, And there's nowhere to hide when you start sharing your deeper truths. And I've spent the majority of my life being very comfortable um, finding a hiding space. And that was survival, to be honest. But now that I'm becoming aware of these subconscious patterns of behavior um, and spirit urging me and nudging me more and more to really be my full full bloom self my full rainbow um, I'm going to be brave today and I'm going to share this when I was out in Oregon last summer I was staying with my brother and his partner um, in their apartment in Eugene I was looking for work um sleeping on the floor, playing outside. We'd go every weekend. We'd either go to the coast or uh, to the river, um, hiking, waterfalls, whatever we could do to be out in nature. And my relationship with nature deepened. Um, A lot of things happened. A lot of spiritual initiations happened organically. (laughs) Um, Definitely not planned, planned. And it was beautiful. And then later, um, you know, I had made a lot of beautiful friends in Oregon. I would like to go back and see them. Um, But one of my friends that I had made there is my friend Anna, And she and I had planned to go to this environmental march happening in Eugene. And now I hadn't been to anything like this before, and I was nervous. Um, Not because of the march, but just my social anxiety um, can get pretty intense. Um, So when I know I'm going to be going somewhere with large groups of people, I usually will emotionally, energetically prepare myself. Sometimes a day or depending on the event, I might, it might take me even a week to emotionally and energetically prepare to be in large groups. Um, like concerts and festivals and stuff. I enjoy them tremendously. But I do have to get to a certain space to be able to enjoy them. And um, It was nice because the night before, she and I were in her apartment, my friend Anna, we were in her apartment painting our signs for the march, and I had a bit of foam poster board left over from another project, and so I was painting on that, and she had a piece of cardboard, and we were aware of, at that time, of um, an alignment happening where Syrian light codes were being transmitted. Um, and we had heard about it, um, I had read 
article about it, I think, that day. And I hadn't had a whole lot of interaction consciously with Syrian light code energies. I'm sure I've interacted with lots of Syrian energy. My um, <laughs> One of my siblings um, is a Syrian starseed. Um, but with a lot of ties to Andromeda and the Pleiades. Um, I myself identify as a Pleiadian starseed, but I have strong connections to Arcturus and um, a planet that is um, orbiting a star, and that star is one of the um, stars in Orion's belt. And I often will, uh, in dreams, help people remember their starseed lineage. So um, in dream time, I've been doing a lot of what they call night shifts. <laughs> and that means when you're dreaming, it's not particularly every night. Um, now that I'm getting my strength back, though, these are happening more often. Um, because lately, it's just been information processing things through dreams. And now that I'm starting to get my strength back, I'm starting to have more night shifts, <laughs> night shift dreams. And um, recently, one of them was sitting down, a lot of beautiful people that I know, and helping them remember um, their other lives, helping them remember where they're from, and helping them remember that particular planet. Um, because I have a lot of ties to people, a lot of experiences um, with that. But I don't talk about these things that often. And my really good friend and mentor, um, Bridget Dorier, she's amazing. She's a psychic medium. Her work has inspired me. She's been so supportive of me since the day I met her. Um, and years ago, she told me, Katie, you should blog or write or do something about, um, you know, star seeds. you should talk about star seeds. you should, you should do that, and I was too afraid, and I had too much self-hatred at the time, I wanted to, but, um, apparently I needed to go through this, um, metamorphosis to fully get to the point where I could embrace this part of myself and others, because I do honor it in myself and others, but, it was in a way where it was just very sacred and quiet and I wasn't comfortable talking about it as much. Um, but things have changed in my life to the point where um, a spirit is encouraging me and spirit's like, there's nowhere to hide anymore. There's nothing else to do except talk about these experiences and share them with people. And um, sorry to go off on this tangent in the middle of the story, but information is really important right now and making sure that this story in particular is not misconstrued or misunderstood for me is really important i know i can't control how people think or react but i can at least reveal a lot of layers of understanding of why this particular story is so important to me and why it needs to be shared and also why it's taken me so long <laughs> to start talking about this stuff. So I do apologize for that rant, but it was 
extremely warranted, please. <laughs> um, so, Anna and I are painting, and I sat in silence for a few moments trying to decide what I wanted to say or what my sign wanted to be, what my message. I had to get clear on my message. And I thought, well, a picture is worth a thousand words, and this foam board doesn't have enough room for a thousand words. And even if it did, who would actually take the time to read all of it? Some people would, but that's not really the point, is it? And so I closed my eyes and I just kept sitting with that. What do I want my message? So I knew I just at least wanted imagery just on one side. Um, and I saw instantly like a painting of the earth. And I thought, well, I mean, it's the obvious choice, but what if I painted the earth smaller in the center and then how this beautiful, you know, like I just saw this rainbow healing light flowing into the earth, like showing. And I thought, oh, color frequency. Yes, color frequency. Um, I was a little bit self-conscious painting a small version of the earth from memory thinking, oh, I have to hope this gob of green if people aren't trying to figure out exactly which continent <laughs> it is. Um, but as we were painting, we were talking about the Syrian light codes and the Syrian energies, um, starseed stuff. Um, my beautiful friend Anna definitely has a connection to other realms and nature and plants and has a real true calling here. Um, and she and I are kindred spirits in the way of really embracing and being honest about our journeys, um, here on earth and missing other planets that are a little bit more conducive to how we're used to living. And so just even having people to talk to like that is really nice so we were you know having one of our chats as we're painting and i'm painting the earth and i'm painting this beautiful rainbow light and this beautiful golden light around the earth and i'm looking around the room thinking this light is flashing and i'm looking for where the source of this flashing light is and i realize that it's not affecting the whole painting it's just the blue and I'm looking at the blue paint that's drying because I had painted and finished the one side and I needed it to dry so I could flip it over and then paint my message on the other side. And as I'm talking with her and we're sitting in silence and kind of going through the ebbs and flows of conversation, I'm just mesmerized by this blue paint that's drying that's flashing, almost electric blue. And it's not like a flash, flash, flash. It was more like um, transmitting, like, flash, 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 you know, like, kind of a thing, and I thought, oh my gosh, this is incredible, <laughs> um, and then, of course, I start to question, you know, am I going crazy, is this just a trick to the eye, you know, and so I was really in my heart, and I was in a deeper place, and I was listening to her, and I didn't want to have that take away from what she was saying, and what we were feeling, and talking about, so, um, I didn't say anything. And, um, <laughs> sorry, one of the dogs is <laughs> trying to buy for my attention. Um, 
So yes, my energy is a little different because of the dogs. You're tuning into me, feeling them. Um, and yeah, so I didn't say anything. It dried. I flipped it over. But even after it was dry, I still kept seeing it. And I thought, this is wild. And on the other side, I had painted, um, we are not separate from nature, we are one. And painted it with love. And Anna's poster was gorgeous and perfect. <laughs> um, promoting love and oneness. And her heart was just bursting um, and so I brought my poster back upstairs and, um, to the apartment that I was staying in with my brother and his partner and, um, meditated before bed and as I'm sitting on my little bedroll in their living room, I had the distinct impression of a small animal walking up on my lap and curling up and laying down and then I felt another animal pressing and pushing up against my knee and um, I have had a lot of phantom energies of like animals come to me um, spirits of animals things like that um, other energies and angelic energies showing up in animal form ancestors showing up as animal forms but these two animals were passed on pets, and um, one of them had never really come to me that way before, um, my deceased family uh, dog, Tito, and he's a chihuahua mix, kind of a golden color, one of the best dogs in the world. Honestly, he was the best dog. Um, and my deceased cat, <laughs> Greg, um, Greg would come to me all the time. Greg, when he was alive, would come to me in dreams and talk to me. Greg would talk to me with his eyes. Um, he would just mesmerize people with his eyes. His presence was so strong. Um, and when he passed, a lot of people grieved for him, not just myself, uh, because his presence was so strong. But they had never come to me together, and they had never known each other in, you know, in person. Um, and so the fact that they had both come to me that night was really um, unusual and really kind of marked the importance of the time. And Tito's energy as he was, you know, just I felt him and I felt his energy and I heard his voice um, talking to me and um, he was telling me that they were preparing me for the next day for the march and I had anxiety which is why I was meditating honestly and he was saying it's okay you don't need to worry um, you're gonna be totally safe you're gonna be protected um, but you need to pay attention tomorrow and that's why we've come and they were like, there's a reason you're supposed to go there tomorrow. Um, and we want you to pay very close attention to some things. And we want you to be alert and don't be on autopilot. Don't 
don't blow this off. It was kind of <laughs> the gentle, loving um, message. And also, so Tito was saying, look for me tomorrow. That's what he kept saying. Look for me tomorrow. Look for us tomorrow. Um, and what he meant by that was like, look for dogs or cats that look just like us. And so I wasn't sure which one I was going to see, if I was going to see both. Um, even to the fact of like a cat sticker, you know, we're looking for any symbolism of the dog and the cat. Um, not any dog, obviously, but, um, dogs and cats that look like my deceased, um, dog and cat. Um, and that's usually how spirit works. Not always, but, um, I was familiar enough with everything and I could feel his intention because telepathy is less about words, in my opinion, and more about transmitting images and feeling that transcends words way more information can be shared and so when I say he was talking to me I mean he was giving me downloaded information um it wasn't a back and forth conversation um kind of a thing it was just tons of messages and meaning and emotion and pictures uh with few words but he really really stressed follow me follow me follow me follow me follow me and you know you'll know what to do and that was it I wasn't given any more information um I felt very peaceful and I thought well I'm doing what I need to do and um I guess I just have to trust don't I and the fact that I was told that I was safe and protected and I felt a lot better about that um and so I went to bed and before I went to bed, I did tear up. I was crying, and I told my brother what was happening because he was in the same room when it happened. Um, and I didn't see them. I just, you know, I felt them. And then in my mind's eye, I saw who they were because you know your pet's energy just like you know your children's energy. Um, and so I, I told him what was said, and, you know, he was crying as well. It's beautiful. Um and went to bed the next day, I got up, went to the march with Anna, and sure enough, two dogs look just like Tito. <laughs> um, we were in the march, going through the streets of Eugene with all these wonderful youth from the school, and for a while, it was easy to just kind of follow and watch both dogs. And I had told my friend Anna what had happened the night before. But what was incredible is that she had also seen the blue light. And we both saw it. She understood, and I understood. But neither of us felt the need to say anything at the time. I think we were getting downloads is what was happening. The Syrian light codes were being transmitted to us directly. And when I looked up at my painting, I realized that even though we weren't constantly seeing the flashing, that Syrian light codes were embedded in this painting. And I thought, how amazing is it that I can hold up this painting and all of these kids who are ready to receive the Syrian downloads, the Syrian light transmissions, and whatever else was going on, was being transmitted and anchored on the earth through this painting. But it wasn't at the forefront of my mind. And I know that's kind of shocking because you would think 
that that would be enough to keep me occupied all day. But things happen to me all the time. It's really easy for me to chalk up a lot of things as normal to things where other people, if it had happened to them, would be, you know, talking about it and like constantly like, just like, oh my gosh, just obsessed. Um, I can be obsessive, but (laughs) Um, things like this, they just happen so much. And so um, I was more determined to really pay attention to what I had been told the night before, which was pay attention to your surroundings, pay attention to the energy, look for the dog, you know? Um, And that's what I was doing. I was so focused on that, that the Syrian light codes, I thought, well, they're doing their thing. All I have to do is hold this up. I'm supposed to pay attention. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, so uh, we're, we're marching and we're walking and I'm feeling stronger and stronger as we keep walking. Um, and I felt like I just needed to be this free flowing, like I just felt this energy of my ancestors and strength and connection to the earth and connection to the stars and it just kept building and building within me. And... Um, Then one of the men, it was interesting that both people who had the dogs that looked like Tito were men. One of them had gone up a little bit further, but I didn't feel as strong a resonance. And I was like, no, let's follow this one. Because I told Anna about it. She was like, okay. So um, we just kept that man with the dog in sight. And after I was done, like completely analyzing and staring at the dog, realizing that the dog itself didn't have a whole lot of information for me. (laughs) Um, Then I thought, okay, well, I need to pay attention to everything else. And then I became keenly aware that the man with the dog was someone that I knew. And when I say someone that I knew, I don't mean that like we had met before, like at the grocery store or something, or that we were friends um, that grew apart. I mean, it was an energy that I knew instantly instantly and I knew exactly who it was even though he was wearing um clothing that was um kind of covering himself he was had a hat on um and a wig and sunglasses and um I knew who it was (laughs) inside my heart my heart knew my energy knew it's like I know that person I know exactly who that person is um but I can't reveal who this person was to you. That's their story. I'm just telling my experience. So we'll keep going. Um, all will be revealed in due time, possibly. <laughs> um, but this man with the dog that looked just like Tito, I thought, we oh, know this is the one. This is the one I'm supposed to follow. And then I was like, this is so wild that I know who this person is. Um, And this person didn't want to be known. (laughs) In particular, I don't think, you know. Um, Sometimes we don't want it to be seen because we either don't need to be or there's something um, important going on. But uh, for we all have our reasons, right? Um, We all have our reasons going to the grocery store and um, seeing someone we know and think, oh my goodness, um... I'm not ready to see this person or, um, my hair's really gross or, you know, uh, 
well, that's just me, but <laughs> those are the thoughts that I have. If I, It's usually like the one time you go to the grocery store really, really frumpy to grab something really quick. That's when you run into people. It's not when you're looking great and um, when you run into people, at least that's not always how it goes. But anyway, um, I feel that this person's um, motive for... Um, covering who they were was not because they were embarrassed in any way I'm um, just saying like comparatively there's a lot of reasons why we may not want to be spotted um, that are just purely for personal reasons Um, but this guy that I know he was talking to another man who was on a bike and I had been staring and staring and staring and I'm like what is it about that person on the bike? What is with the person on the bike? What is with the person on the bike? I couldn't figure it out. That person was also a man and he was kind of lean and um, he had a hat and I can't remember if he had sunglasses on or not, but I just remember I didn't see really much of his face at all. Um, And they were ahead of us and um, the marching band was behind us, the high school marching band. So it felt kind of like we had, like, Anna and I were giggling, feeling like we had this, like, theme song entourage with us. (laughs) But I couldn't get over it. I'm like, I know that person. I know that person. I know these people. I know that person. You know, I know that dog. Um, But even as distracting as that was, I was still very aware of why I was there. Um, to hold up that sign and to cultivate this energy and I realized that I was um, picking up and cultivating like way more energy like my chi was just you know kind of overflowing and um, by the time we got to the square there's like this huge circular area of concrete where everybody had gathered and they were overflowing onto you know the sidewalks and stuff and then the rally started and um wonderful youth um leading into you know really leading by example and um the man with the dog eventually um actually yeah let me rewind after we had marched for some time the man became aware that i was aware and he started to look behind him a lot and look at me and i thought oh he knows that i know he knows that i know and i don't want to bother him um, I just thought, I, you know, I'm supposed to follow him, but, um, I saw him nudge, you know, talk to the guy on the bike and, you know, kind of, they both looked back and, um, I did look away. <laughs> it's just being very honest. Like, yes, I, 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 I see you. I see you, but I'm not doing anything. I'm just here, just here. Um, and so the man with the dog, made his way out um I didn't see where he went and I didn't feel like I needed to chase I felt like spirit was leading me to this other area and then I see the other guy with the other dog and he kept moving in closer and closer to the center of the square and that's where I went and I didn't see him anymore but then I realized I'm supposed to be standing right here this is where I'm supposed to be standing and so I told my friend Anna I'm supposed to stand right here This is, you know, like, let's go up, let's go to the center. Um, And I held up my sign and something happened and I just felt like this surge of energy 
connection to my ancestors, connection to all the youth and all these kids and all the people there. And I was holding this energy, this huge energy. Um, and I got very emotional. I felt like I was protective all of a sudden. Um, holding up this painting and I even when my arms got tired um, I wouldn't let myself just kind of go do whatever until I felt like something needed you know this experience needed to, to happen and as these kids were talking and these young men and young adults and young women um, and all of the youth standing there listening and clapping and um, I was sending out not just love and protection to these kids, but letting them know energetically, like, you are here, you are supported, this is divinely guided, you are all here as activists, this is for the earth, this is ancestral earth energy, you know, ancestor wisdom coming up through these kids, and it was overwhelming. I had tears, and I just felt stronger than I had ever felt. And I thought, this is why I'm here. This is why I'm here. This is why I'm here. And I stood there until I felt spirit say, okay. You know, there was a shift. Spirit didn't say, okay, clock out. I just felt the shift. And it was peaceful. And I had expended so much energy, I was kind of depleted. I needed to sit down, have a sip of water, have part of my protein bar. Um, and so I sat on the side on a retaining wall that I climbed up on with her and um, was holding the painting out in my sign to passersby drivers and stuff so that they could see. And so I just held the sign for them. And I went home after the rally. We were there for quite some time. And we walked home. And on the way home, there was this really pretty store and I thought, oh, I want to, um, drop off some stuff. Um, that's another long story, but I was trying to make it as an artist in Eugene, and I got up all my prints and cards, and I, Anna was a trooper of a friend and drove me, and we walked, and we walked all over town, um, with, my business cards and trying to get businesses to uh, take on my art cards on prints on consignment and she was really really determined she was driving me she kept motivating me to keep going keep going rejection after rejection Um, everybody was really receptive to the art it was all of these policies that um, no we only buy from these sellers or no we only have two slots open that kind of thing And I thought, Spirit, I'm getting so defeated. Why are you having me do this? I know I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to scour and flood this town with my Metatron's Cube, business cards, sacred geometry, my energy. I'm leaving a trail of energy all over this town, and I don't know why, but I'm going to trust you. And so one store picked up my cards, um, and I went there to go get a check from her. And um, she asked how the rally went. We were like, oh, it was really good. And then we went home. And later that day, I was on Instagram. And that particular person who I identified um, had made a video saying, you know, hey, you know, 
updating. <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes. Like, I have proof now. <laughs> like, I know it was you. And so I sent it to my friend Anna, and I was like, oh my gosh, can you believe that? And she was just like, oh yeah, you know, that's cool. Um, but it really stuck with me. Really, really stuck with me. Um, and there's a lot more to this story that has yet to unfold. There's a lot more that I can't divulge to this story. Um, but I hope it was entertaining enough for you. I hope that you got something out of it. And it feels really good to shine my light and my freak flag. <laughs> and, um... I'm going to be t talking a lot more about star energy, starseed stuff. So I hope you tune in. And until next time, blessings.